Welcome to What the Fun Podcast with Kimmy, Kisa, and Renee. Glad you can join us as we explore all aspects of entertainment and current events with industry professionals, friends, and us. Welcome. guys welcome to another episode of what the fun podcast here we are with episode 20 we're we're still laughing because just a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago you know we were talking about you know work 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 as in w-e-r-k like girl you better work and and spontaneously riri got up and started twerking because that is her way of working um, I gotta say that Riri's got a nice set of rump shakers (laughs) and um, I yeah we can't stop smiling because um, I'm impressed and I've got quite the rump roast and you girl you know what we should get her we should get her those uh, leggings that accentuate the buttocks. Aren't those like all leggings? No, 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 no. There are these certain leggings that keeps popping up on my um, social media feed. I don't know if it's trying to tell me something. But um, I'm going to have to like post it on our yeah, Instagram. So, so Renee, can you like remind me to post this? Because let me tell you something. That truly like accentuates or like makes the uh, rump shakers very full and voluptuous. So, um, <laughs> I Renee, do not I think we're going to need any help with that. <laughs> it becomes, what is it called? Obscene. You've been, you've, <laughs> obscene, absolutely not. You've been blessed yes. and um, you should share your gifts with the world. Um, yeah, so all right, friends. Well, here we are again, like I said, episode 20. And, um, you know, now we know how Riri likes to work it. (laughs) We should just insert that Missy Elliott song right here, yes, right here, right now. Flip it something in reverse, say. Oh, my niece is going. To, my my twenty year old niece is going to be so proud of me. <laughs> She's the one who's taught me how to twerk. Anyway, oh man, you know what we should do is uh, you should film yourself twerking, <laughs> and uh, we can post that on Instagram. You know, I mean, I've gone around town in my Christmas tree outfit and reindeer suit, so I think that you owe it to our listeners. Um, some re re twerking it, you know, to Missy Elliott's song. To Missy Elliott's song. So, Kisa, do you agree? Yes, always. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> no. it takes a lot to impress Kisa, so uh, she's impressed. That's true. Yeah. That so, is true. You better make it happen. <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> it's true. It's true stuff, everybody. <laughs> But talking about Missy Elliott, that's one of my favorite songs. It get, always makes me get in the mood. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. It pumps me up. I agree. Music in general, that's what makes me work. Like if a good song comes on, especially when it's like those old school 90s hip hop mix. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm all about it. You know, yeah. the moment they start playing Bust a Move, if you want it, <laughs> if you got it. <laughs> 
I start breaking it down. <laughs> Where you are, wherever you are, no matter wherever what you're doing. Ma- the moment someone plays any old school, late 90s hip hop, I will stop. Break it down. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> See? So you don't even have the music. I can start, You get. we can start singing it and I'll start breaking it down. That's how uh. I'll work it. <laughs> so when you wake up in the mornings, do mm-hmm. you, any of you, um, wake up with a theme song for the day? Yes. <laughs> what is it? Um, it's from Brady Bunch. And it's that song. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The sunny sun's calling my name. I hear it now. I just can't stay inside all day. I gotta get up and get me those rays. Everybody's smiling. Sunshine day. That's like my morning theme song. In my head, of course, unless I'm driving. Or when I'm at the train station and I'm walking to, on my platform carrying my backpack. It's just, you know. <laughs> now, the only reason why these ladies are dying is because they can totally visualize this happening. Oh. <laughs> that is so funny. It's going to be this weekend yeah. when you go to work and you're Coveralls and Ascot. That is right. <laughs> That's right because tomorrow I gotta work it. You know, I'm gonna be uh, doing something different at work, which will require some light physical labor. And Renee recommended that I wear some coveralls. Oh and you God. know what? I will put on an ascot. Ascot yeah. and coveralls with the yeah. song. <laughs> Is that's that awesome. is that the song that is like oh yeah like I'm gonna work it to the Brady Bunch whatever song that is. I don't even know what that song is I've heard it heard it but I don't know what that song is <laughs> that's the morning song that gets me working you know it's it's a you gotta have that motivational song to just get your day going and uh-huh. so um, that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! I love it. I love it. What about you, Kisa? <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, it's Beyonce. I was gonna say <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Honestly, okay. So when Beyonce dropped Homecoming two years ago on Netflix, that opening theme gives me life every time. But I'm like running, which I hate to run. But I put on Beyonce Homecoming so I can be motivated to run. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. I'm like, yes, okay, I'll run <laughs> to Beyonce only. <laughs> I don't know how you would even run. I would like start strutting. Dun, dun, dun. Well, that was the thing. I remember like I was at the gym, right? I was at the gym and that song came on and I was just like on the treadmill. And then I was just like so in it. And this person next to me was just like, what is this? (laughs) She's crazy. And I was just like, all right, I gotta go. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Renee, what about you? Oh, it depends on the day. (laughs) Every day I wake up, it's a new song. But with with Beyonce, when I watch Homecoming, that, that lingered for a good two months like it was just consistent and then I don't know the name of this song (laughs) the one where she's like middle fingers up oh yeah 
<laughs> that one. That was my theme song at work when I had to do overnights and people would come up to me. I would start singing that song in my head and I'd be like, I'm flicking you off. You don't know it, but I'm flicking you off. <laughs> it got me through a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I would just play it. <laughs> so I was walking through the park in the middle of the night. I would just play it just to like get me through. But... um. <laughs> No, that that's a great song. It just depends. It depends on on the day. Sometimes it's, you know, turn around, guys. <laughs> Who sings that song? Is that Bonnie Wright? No, it's uh, Berlin. Oh, <laughs> isn't it Berlin? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's um. Hold on, I got Bonnie T- Tyler. Uh, okay, okay. I thought oh. it was Berlin. Why did I think it was Berlin? Berlin sings, take my breath away. Oh, that's the other one. (laughs) (laughs) So it just depends on the day. But I have to say that my, the one that gets me in the, like, gets me going in the day, like once I've hit a slump, is uh, Levitate from, uh, um, what's her name? Dua Lipa. (gasps) Oh, I love her. Oh. But yeah, so it just depends on the day, guys. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but I think the reason why this is so fitting for this episode is because we have DJ Das joining us. Yes. You guys know her from her amazing gymnastics choreography that's gone viral as of recent. But she's gone viral a few times, so she's yes. the real deal. She is one awesome human being. I personally have had the pleasure of working with her as a performer. And uh, she was really, really awesome as someone that was kind, always on time, always willing to jump in and help. Very good with her cast members, very good with uh, everyone that she worked with and such a delight. And we are so lucky to have her on this show because she is one busy lady. So Kimmy, bring her in. Yes. Joining us today is a Los Angeles-based dancer and choreographer hailing from Seattle, Washington. Her upbringing as a high-level competitive gymnast, love for all things sketch comedy and improv, by the way. I used to have a sketch comedy improv troupe. We'll talk more about it later. Uh, Bachelor's (laughs) degree in psychology and passion for dance and pop culture makes for a dynamic skill set in entertainment. She has manifested opportunities beyond what she imagined when first moving to L.A. in 2007. Now, there's a lot here that I, w- I want to be able to showcase this girl because this girl is phenomenal. BJ loves performing <laughs> and she is constantly expanding her abilities as a dancer. She recently had the opportunity to pay tribute to one of her dance inspirations on Lip Sync's um, Lip Sync Battles Michael Jackson celebration, as well as performing with one of her all time favorite artists, Pink, in the 2017 BMA, BMA's Vanguard Award performance. That is freaking awesome. She has been honored to share the stage with various artists such as Beyonce, Usher, Justin Bieber, um, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Becky G, Tony Braxton, Avril Lavigne, and more and more and more. Oh my gosh, this girl is obnoxious. Other (laughs) career favorites include, you know, dancing for the 87th Annual Academy Awards. I I can't with this girl. The Ellen Show, The Real O'Neill's Fitness Industrials with Reebok, um, The Late Show with James Corden and Disney Shake Up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, enough. Let's just bring her onto the show without further ado. Um, Welcome, BJ Dawes. Yes. Yes. Um, 
need I need water, you guys. I, I need water. I'm a little parched right now. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks oh. for that very sweet intro. <laughs> um, first of all, all your hard work should not go unnoticed. So heck yeah, we're going <laughs> to share Thanks, with girl. our followers how awesome you are. So yes. welcome, BJ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. We know you're a busy gal. (laughs) Yes. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, as Kimmy has displayed, you are a very busy lady and even busier in the 2020 era. Era. I don't even know. Is that even an era? I guess it feels like an era. It is an era. It feels like an era. 2020, it deserves its own era for sure. In the 2020 season era, you're a very busy lady. You choreograph for the UCLA gymnastics team. You're a choreographer coach. And you actually had one of your um, choreographed floor routines go viral, which has just been all over the internet, all over Instagram. And I've seen it multiple times. It's been shared with me multiple times. So... Let's just start off there. How does it feel to go viral in this whole crazy year of the pandemic era, as we're calling it now? How does that feel? It's funny because viral was never like, it's been kind of a thing that's talked about in the gymnastics world. Like, and I don't know if you guys remember Caitlin Ohashi, who went viral a couple years ago before I was Mm -hmm. at UCLA. And so uh, and then UCLA has kind of a longstanding history of several like notable routines that have gone viral in some capacity. So when I came in um, last season, I had a little bit of that pressure on me already. And um, I was trying to like not think about it, not worry about it. I'm this new coach, new choreographer, like who knows what's going to happen. And um, one of the athletes, her name is Nia Dennis, her routine last year went viral. And so she got to do the Ellen show and she actually did the episode before it shut down for the pandemic. So the Uh last episode with audience was the one where Nia performed on it. And so then we went through this crazy ordeal of the pandemic. I was, you know, this intro makes me sound really busy. I was not busy from what March twelfth <laughs> until I don't know, like October twelfth. I think. Bj, 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 gym. keep that on the down low. No one has to know I that. I'm so busy. I'm booked and blessed all the time. Exactly. Pandemic, whatever. Just working, exactly. making money. I'm rich. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, just literally like. Let's watch Game of Thrones again. <laughs> Let's take some online dance classes in the studio. Like, you know, I, I found ways to keep myself busy. But but um, with that being said, as we finally returned to UCLA in October, which is way later than we were supposed to. So our training got cut short. And, you know, it was just an emotional roller coaster going through the pandemic, especially for these young athletes. And then having to come back to this very difficult high-level sport and have the pressure of being a UCLA athlete on top of that. And so it was like a struggle in the beginning. And the way I approached choreography this year was different. I was like, you know what? This is for you. I want you guys to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I just want you guys to have fun. We don't even know if we're going to get to the season. We don't know what tomorrow brings at this point. And so my approach was different. So viral wasn't even like in the back of my, like, it wasn't even a thought really. And then as it got closer to season, 
some people would bring it up and I'm like, eh, like, I don't even know if we're going to get to a meet, you know? So Mm -hmm. the week before the meet, I had an interview with this um, college gymnastics, like, uh, website, I guess. And uh, they were like, so do you think any of your routines are going to go viral? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) no, I don't. Like, I just want them to do well. I want them to have fun. Let's just get to season. Like, I don't even think about it. And so I'm joking with my roommate, like, oh, these viral questions. Oh, my gosh. And then the joke was really on me because as soon as that routine got posted, I was like, oh, wow, this is bigger than I ever could have imagined. To answer your question, it felt surprising and awesome at the same time like I didn't expect it but I'm grateful for it because I think it brought a lot of attention to the sport of gymnastics as a whole to Nia who's an awesome athlete to our program like it kind of was a win all around um so it was like a pretty overwhelming feeling to know that like all this like hardship that I think we endured throughout this pandemic as everyone else did you know like Mm -hmm. um like that it kind of paid off and it brought some joy to the world. I think at a time when people just needed to click on something fun and look mm-hmm. at this girl just living her life on floor, doing what she loves. And so I think like the, the purpose behind the routine was impactful for people. And so that, I think that's what was really rewarding about it. Yeah. You yourself are an athlete of the sport. You, you competed, I mean, since you were a kid, six years old and 14 yeah. years of, you know, all the way through college and you got to what, level 10, which is right before elite, yeah. um, which is the Olympian thing. Tell us more about that. Like, how has that transition been for you coming back to the sport and what you're bringing on? Because you stepped away from it, went on to dance and do other things. And now you're back here. How does that feel? And what perspective have you brought back that has made you stand out and maybe even enjoy the process more? I just had a different outlook on life back then. Mm-hmm. And it was so narrow. And I think like now kind of what I was saying with the choreography, how I don't want to fit these girls into a box, especially when it's not authentic to them. Like mm-hmm. I did feel like I was pushed a little bit into a box and it's not necessarily anyone's fault. It's just a culmination of like different coaches and different opinions and maybe just the pressure that I felt in the culture of the sport back then. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, I love to dance. Like I, I learned all the dances from like the bring it on movies and like step up and all these things. And so I would have loved to do a routine that was fun and showcase my personality. But at the time I had like Spanish classical music and Mm -hmm. I was just like going through the motions and I made it look pretty and it was all clean and beautiful, but like that wasn't really me. I just Mm -hmm. like was told to do that because it would score well because this is what you do. And so um, I don't want the girls, especially as they come to college, they've already had a lot of these girls have had years and years of really difficult, like elite training. And some of them are on national team. We have Olympians, like they've all been through a lot of hardship. And uh, I just feel like when they get to college, I want them to like finally be able to just like enjoy it and be themselves. Yeah. And so th- my way of doing that, I guess, is through dance and choreography. But but my perspective is also different because I've just learned over the years that you can't like, I don't know how to say this exactly, but like your attitude is everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like my desire to be perfect and like my perspective on like being down on myself when I wasn't perfect made 
the process like miserable at times. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that like, it's so much more about the process than even the end destination. If you don't enjoy the process, like the destination is not going to be any better. It's not going to suddenly make you happy. Like you have to kind of be happy the whole time. So Mm -hmm. I guess like with, I don't know, it's a very long winded way of just saying that like, I've, I I want to make these girls like be the best version of themselves and to be happy and to enjoy the process. And my way of doing that is like giving them a fun floor routine and letting them do that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like you said, connecting with them, right? Like asking yeah. them, what are you interested in? What do you want to do? Because mm-hmm. that's the, the innateness of, of what shines through their own light. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now... I know you as a dancer. I mean, that's how I know you because we used to perform at Disney where we both worked. And yeah. um, I was your stage manager back then. And I I really enjoyed working with you. You were, you were someone who was always grounded, always came in and calmed everyone down and was more than willing to do the thing and make it happen. And, um, and then, but you were like a fantastic dancer too. Like I loved watching you. And so- Thanks. Moving from going from being a gymnast, right, into a dancing uh, career, what was that like, that transition, going from this very narrow, focused type of upbringing and lifestyle to saying, hey, I'm going to try this whole different thing that I've always wanted to do and I've always loved to do, but here I am. How was that transition? It was, honestly, it was liberating. I think that that's like the main word that comes to mind mm-hmm. when I think of like going from gymnastics to dance. Mm-hmm. It came at a time when I was like really down, like I had a career ending injury. I was recovering from a big Achilles surgery and it was something I always wanted to do and just never had the time to do it. And so it was like, finally, I'm going to do this thing that I've always wanted to do. And there was no expectation. There was no pressure. I'm like, just this brand new dancer. I'm like 20 years old, going into drop-in dance classes with all these people that are amazing. And I'm just like, here I am in the back of the class trying to pick up the choreo. So I guess it it just felt liberating to take this pressure off of myself of being perfect mm-hmm. and allow myself to doing some do something that felt like freeing and authentic. And then uh, I also kind of took some of those qualities that I gained from gymnastics, like the hard work, the dedication, all those things. And I think because that was so ingrained with who I am, I think that's what allowed me to excel a little bit quicker is just that I had that like kind of athlete mindset as I approached dance. Like, even though I didn't really mean to, like I didn't, I didn't start dance classes thinking I was going to be a professional dancer. I just loved it so much. And it was so much fun that I'm like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, you know, I just, <laughs> I just didn't couldn't think about anything else. And I was still in college at the time and, you know, taking all these hard psychology classes and thinking about nursing school or pre-med or, you know, I had all these career ambitions that were things that were kind of like, oh, this is what I should do. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But all I could think about was dancing and all I wanted to do was dance. So I kind mm-hmm. of just like ended up rolling with that. But but the transition was cool. It was like this very healing way for me to find joy again, like after mm. all of the years of gymnastics and all the surgeries and all the things. And and definitely gymnastics wasn't like awful like the whole time. So I don't want to, 
I don't want to sound like it was miserable the whole time because there were moments where it was just amazing and I made my lifelong friends there and I learned a lot about myself. So it's, it was a great sport. It just was hard physically mm-hmm. and emotionally. It was just taxing. And so to just like switch to something else with no pressure and expectation was so freeing. I think, you know, you're spot on on like having that mindset, that switch of like doing something that you've always been fascinated about and finding passion in it and finding joy and and freedom in it. I think that's really cool. And um and I think it's also really cool that you've come full circle back into gymnastics. I think like that's just like such a serendipitous moment in your life yeah. of just like <laughs> like starting off like, you know, as a kid and then doing gymnastics and then going down dance and then now you're you've merged the two worlds. I think like that is like such a really cool moment that I think a lot of people don't get to experience. Thanks. It's we it's really weird. Like I I never expected it. And at the same time it feels like it was always meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like I I would have never thought you could ask me like literally three years ago probably. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll never be back in the world of gymnastics. Like are you kidding me? I don't barely watch it. I only watch the Olympics. Like and so I think I needed my moment away. And when the timing was right, it just like somehow manifested back into my life. She's like the big sis I've always wanted. <laughs> I'll be a big sis. <laughs> now, what did your parents say when you decided after college to go and pursue a dancing career? <laughs> they were, well... So I don't know if you guys know I'm half Indian. So my Uh dad's from India. So generally in that culture, it's like you go to a good college, you become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. So like the narrative growing up was like, okay, you're either going to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or you're going to be a bum on the street. It's one, you know, you have (laughs) two choices, like, and education's everything and getting a good job after that is everything. So that was kind of like the way that I was brought up, like. And so, you know, they slowly became more and more supportive as I started working. Um, mm-hmm. And they never like stopped me or held me back. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. It was just like, you know, they, that's just how, that was just their way of setting me up for success. And who knows, maybe I would have been a really great doctor if I had listened to them. <laughs> maybe I would have made a lot more money. Who knows? But yeah, maybe they were right. But, you know, I'm doing what I love and I think ultimately they're still supportive of that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you were a psychology major and you, you're you helping these girls out. So that counts, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're just so. not getting paid as a psychologist. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that title. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's uh let's talk to, about you being a dancer. So, you've done a lot of crazy things. So, how's that that experience uh you know, you've toured uh and you've you've worked on set and television. You've done commercials. One of my favorite commercials is the Bacardi commercial, and oh, yeah. I didn't know that you choreographed that until I was doing homework for this, and then I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> What in the world? And I was just like, oh my God. So what what aspect do you enjoy the most? I mean, from being a dancer, like what do you enjoy most being a dancer? And and as a choreographer, where do you feel you are at your best? Um, as a dancer, definitely performing. 
being on stage, being in front of people, um, working with a variety of people on a variety of jobs. I think like that's kind of like what I enjoy about what I do in general because there, it's never a dull moment and it, there is so much like variety and it's so dynamic. So one day I'm like backup dancing for a monkey, which that actually happened. And the next day I'm choreographing for Kesha, you know? And so it's like, what's like, I never know what I'm going to get, but I kind of like this element of like, I don't know if it's like surprise necessarily, but I just like the, um, the adrenaline, it feels like an adrenaline rush a little bit. Sometimes I get called for a job. I booked something. I don't, you don't really know what to expect going into it. And so you're just like excited and then you get there and it's like just full of like surprises. And I think if you go in like with a good attitude, it's always going to be a great time. So, um, yeah, I've had a, like a, a lot of different types of jobs with a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like learning and absorbing from new environments mm-hmm. and like adapting to those. And it's funny cause I am a little bit of like, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> so yes. I am a little bit like, um, not that I'm type A, but it's that I like a plan. Uh-huh. I kind of like to have my all my information, but at the same time, there's this other side of myself that's the more like free and creative side. And with that, I kind of like the excitement and the change and the variation in what I'm doing. And so with dance, I get that. And so with, yeah, I guess as a dancer, my favorite thing is just the adrenaline rush of being on stage and the challenge, because it is really challenging in the moment you learn, you know, on most jobs, you learn the choreography fairly quickly then you're thrown into some costumes and you might have some changes and then you have formations and like all the elements to deal with, but there's something like really fun and challenging about it. And then when you're on stage, you just get to let go and, and live. And so that's what I love about that. And then like with choreography, I like the leadership aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I like working with a director and working with different types of people. And like, we all kind of have a common goal. So it feels like, similar to UCLA in that there's like a team aspect to it. Like I Mm -hmm. like collaborating with people and I like having a common goal and I like just like leading people to achieve that, I guess. Mm -hmm. But there's also like a, a challenge in that because a lot of times you have to make something happen in a very short amount of time, especially on a set when they're like, okay, we got 10 hours and we're wrapping the, um, you know, steady cam guy or something, you're like, oh my God, okay, like we gotta shoot this, we gotta shoot that. You gotta make sure the artist is comfortable. Do the dancers know their steps? Like there's so many like different elements to deal with, but like it's just so exciting for me to still be on set. Like every time I get on set, like it makes me so happy just to be just to see the excitement, the the lighting, the cameras, like mm-hmm. all of it. I I love it. And it's not really in a glamorous Hollywood way. It's like in a nitty gritty behind the scenes kind of way. Like I literally get down on my knees and I'm following the cameraman and telling him where to go. And that kind of stuff is really fun. For oh, me. that sounds like fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think that's like my favorite part about, you know, like doing theater too, is just like, mm-hmm. like seeing the plan or the vision, like on paper. Right. And you're like, somebody comes to you and is like, this is my idea for this event or this show. And you're like, okay, like, I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're going to get there. And then just like going through that process of like really developing and building everything up. 
And then seeing everything come to life at the very end is like the best part. Cause you're like, man, yeah. remember when we had nothing? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and now look at this. <laughs> it's so cool. It's like the, it is the best part about doing anything collaborative. Yeah. I feel like all of you guys like have that in your careers. Like, like I think it's something we all kind of share in common is it's like, okay, it's go time. We don't know if this is possible. <laughs> We're about to make it possible, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even going back to like Mad Tea Party, when you're at, you know, hour seven at overnight rehearsals and it's mm-hmm. three in the morning and you're trying to remember the choreography and you're doing your lighting cues and you're trying to tell this group of dancers to be ready on stage. And you're just like, oh my God, like, is this even going to happen right now? But everyone <laughs> has this like little bit of like adrenaline rush, like this is happening and I'm about to make it happen. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Like, yeah. And then you feel so accomplished after, you know, yeah. then you finally see it on opening night and you're like, holy shit, we did that. Yeah. There have <laughs> been many shows where I'm like, I don't really know what's going to happen, but let's, oh, yeah. all just, <laughs> let's all just hold on. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You just know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it'll Something's going to happen on this stage. <laughs> yeah. What happens? I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be good, though. (laughs) So good. Uh, Earlier, we were talking about work, like W-E-R-K. Girl, you better work. Oh, that kind of work. (laughs) That kind of work. (laughs) (laughs) And Renee can definitely work it. We'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh, I, I want to see. Like, are you saying like in a club setting? Are we oh, she, she, you could put her up on the platform and she'll she'll break it down. Okay, she will break it down. I, mean, I know she's friends with Andrew Jonathan, and so I don't doubt her ability to work. <laughs> I know you're friends with Paul. I do not doubt that anyone that surrounds themselves with those people. Yes. Can do that. I've taken plenty of lessons. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> what I want to know is what makes you work? <laughs> um, music and energy from That's people. That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> you guys said that as your answers, you predicted my answer. No, that's no. what we said for us. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's, there's nothing better than when there's a good song on. And your friends are like, yes, 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 yes. You know, like. <laughs> Dancing like no one's watching. I love yeah, it. Or everyone's watching, you know. <laughs> we like it all. <laughs> that's, that's actually the good part, right? Yes, everyone's yes. watching. <laughs> yeah, like if I dance like no one's watching, it's going to be a mark. Like I'm not going to be full out. I don't want to strain my body. But if everyone's watching, I will be full out for the gods. So, you know, <laughs> true performer needs the audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's the motivation. Yeah, in my room, I'm like, no, it's it's not it. I'm so like half of it, fifty percent of my ability. <laughs> so, like, what's that song that is just like you? You're so excited about. You're yeah. just like, yes. What is it? Oh, mine changes. I don't have like one song. You can put on anything Beyonce, but like right now I'm really into um, Up by Cardi B. It plays like 50 times in the gym because the girls love it. And every time we're all doing like the dance from the music video. (laughs) You can't see that on the podcast. I just did the choreo. (laughs) So 
Um, what other way do you find balance with this crazy life that you are leading? I know that the that you said it's been dormant for a while. 2020 kind of allowed you to be dormant, but you were on the move yeah. prior to, and now since you know you guys started up again in the fall, it's been nonstop with traveling and whatnot. How do you find that balance? Is it dancing? Is it just taking time to learn something new? Like what is it? Mm. It's funny that you ask that because I'm always like, man, I need to find more balance in my life. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm good at finding happiness. I'm not necessarily great at balancing all aspects of my life. So when I'm in like work mode, I dive into work. When I'm in like fun mode, I dive into fun, that kind of thing. Um, and then when you said dormant, the first thing I was like, well, my love life is dormant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so any listeners, I'm just going to let you know my number. You can just go ahead and click the link. No, uh, all my friends are getting mad at me because I've been doing all these interviews. And they're like, PJ, you haven't said on any one of these interviews that you're single. And I'm like, okay. You heard <laughs> it right, you heard it right you here, heard friends. It You've heard it yeah. first right here on What the Fun Podcast. BJ, yeah, you heard it here be first. single. Capricorn. She's a dancer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Serious inquiries only. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but okay, balance, I guess, like my friends keep me grounded mm-hmm. and they keep me sane. And I feel like I'm really lucky in that I have a really supportive group of friends around me. So anytime I am going through anything tough, everyone is a phone call away or a hangout away. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I just am lucky in that way. Like I always just talk through things with my friends. And um, if I need a day to just hang out with my friends, I, I do that. And um, I find balance also a little bit in making sure that I'm taking care of my health and my sleep. So eating well, exercising, sleeping well, I think those are like the three things that I can control even when I'm busy working. If I can just make a little bit of time to meal prep or to work out, I think I'm just going to be overall feeling better. And, um, other than that, I really dive into work, but I, I do try, like, even before this, I was like, I'm going to be so much happier if I just get a quick workout in. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I definitely have like cheat days, definitely skip workouts, but like, I do make a somewhat consistent effort to take care of my physical health so Mm -hmm. that my mental health is good. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, balance like in terms of like love life and stuff like that, it's not really happening right now. Oh, it'll happen <laughs> after this. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even looking. I'm not really like on any apps. Like I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to enjoy what my life is right now. And I know that things are a little weird. It's like 2020 continued a little like, you know, people are getting vaccinated, but things are slowly opening up. Mm-hmm. But I don't really want to force anything, especially while I'm busy, because it's just not the first thing on my mind. Um, and I have a cat, so I'm really, I'm fine. <laughs> it's the year for manifesting because you yeah. said in our, in our meet and greet that you were like, maybe I should start a podcast at the beginning of 2021. And then now this is your third podcast that you've been on. It's a sign. It's a sign. Just put it into the universe. Yes. <laughs> I know you and you guys are all holding me accountable. So like you'll be the first person I'm like, you guys, I met the one thanks to this podcast. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I met the one through your podcast? Yes, I want royalties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? The manifesting thing, like I 
I feel like it, it is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I made a very conscious effort on New Year's Eve to manifest like what I wanted this year. And it's kind of, some of it has already happened, like bigger than I had imagined. And I, I just remember on New Year's Eve, like I had no plans. I didn't really want to hang out with anybody, but I like made myself like a really nice Japanese meal. Cause that's my favorite cuisine. Mm-hmm. I got myself some sparkling rosé. I dressed up, which I hadn't dressed up all year. I put on eyeshadow. I did all the things. I had my cat. He put his tie on like, you know, all, <laughs> I did all the things I put on music and I was like, I just journaled and I started writing things and I listened to a cool podcast and, um, and I set myself up to like manifest things. Well, let's just apply that to my love life. And good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. BJ, you're so freaking awesome. <laughs> and I know that we're going to have a bunch of aspiring dancers and choreographers tuning in. What is, um, what is a good, what are some good tidbits you'd like to pass to them, you know, or to anyone? I'm going to start small first and then I'll go big. So Starting small, like for aspiring people in entertainment, I would say um, for one thing is always bring your best energy to whatever you do and always be professional. So that means show up on time. That means be ready to listen, be ready to work Mm -hmm. and bring good energy. And if you do that, you will get hired again and again and again. So especially for new people, I think just coming Mm -hmm. in, putting your best foot forward Mm -hmm. and really taking that opportunity seriously, that's going to mean the world to the people that are working with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. That's like, that's just like something that I learned along the way because there are so many talented dancers and choreographers in LA mm-hmm. and you know, I'm certainly not like number one by any means. There are many dancers that are more talented than me, but I get hired again because of my character, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I'm professional and I deliver when the job needs me to deliver. And that's kind of like what has got me, what has sustained me in this industry is more just like me being easy to work with. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of young dancers, like when they come in and they want to kiki and talk on the side and like Mm -hmm. be all cool and show up late because it's not cool to be on time and all that kind of stuff in there you know, eating bad and partying late and not sleeping, coming in hungover, those kind of things like are going to get you like a ticket out of the industry real quick. And so I think like for those that really want to do it, that's like something that you can control and that will help you succeed. You like totally read my mind because I was going to ask you, okay, what's the biggest no-no here? So (laughs) (laughs) all those those things. All those things. Uh, Yeah. And then I guess like um, in general in life, I think... um, there's a couple things like perspective is everything. And I think that's a lesson that I learned over the years of, you know, working at a job like Starbucks. I didn't particularly love. And I think in the beginning at Disney, going from working in the industry to working at Disney, it's like, oh, this is so corporate. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a hard time adjusting to that at first. And as soon as I switched my perspective, you know, you, you go from the industry where you're treated like a rock star at times and you're doing one show every two days, you know, on tour. And then you go to Disney where you're clocking in, you're clocking out, you're doing sometimes five, six shows a day. And it's, it's grueling work at times, but I, I learned how to flip my perspective and enjoy it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And I think like, as soon I made a shift and I remember exactly when I made that shift, 
I mean, I started to love everything I was doing. I started to connect with everyone I was working with and I enjoyed the work and I never took it for granted Mm -hmm. from then on. So I remember getting through those long days at Disney of doing show after show and actually learning how to have a good time in the break room and and on stage trying to make it a little different every time. And so um, it was such a great lesson that I learned at Disney and working at Starbucks at 4 a.m. when I was tired and <laughs> sometimes hung over too, you know, in my early days in LA. And so I think like that, that like perspective shift of like shifting into gratitude and having a positive attitude going into everything you do will make your experience better. And then when you do ho- have those rock star moments that are amazing, you enjoy them that much more because you know that like you've been your best the whole way to get there. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you earned that. Yeah. I love it. Yay. Yeah. Uh, BJ, thank you so much for joining us. We definitely want you to come back and chit chat with us more. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm like extremely proud of you. I know that, I mean, Thanks, just Renee. as a stage manager, you guys are my perfor- performers are my kids. That's, I don't have any children of my own. You guys become my family. And to see you blossom in the way that you have it's just a great moment so thank you again for blessing us with your presence on this show and this is going to be one heck of an episode so i'm very very proud of it and you so thank you yes thank you guys thank you i appreciate you you having me yay and all your support (laughs) along the way honestly like i mean renee you were such a part of that journey if you'd like to follow bj on social media you can follow her on instagram at b-e-e-j-a-y-d-a-s again that's b-e-e-j-a-y-d-a-s yes and please be sure to subscribe to all of our podcast platforms so you can stay up to date on all of our latest shenanigans and hey while you're at it go ahead and write us a quick little review letting us know what you think about the podcast we love hearing from you we post new episodes of what the fun podcast every other friday thanks for listening bye everyone